Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Until you ask it correctly. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast by the local church for the local church. My name is Josh Loftus and I'm the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. I am Jack Berry, deacon over here at Resurrection Church in Tacoma, Washington. Hey, away, away, away. <laughs> What's up, baby? We back. <laughs> That's not what you sounded like coming into my house. You're like, I'm about to get shot up in here. Because <laughs> I was about to Dude. get shot. I Josh, was, we Josh, in Tacoma. We Josh, in Tacoma. Listen, here's Josh, Josh feels dangerous. like he has a death wish, but he does not, ladies and gentlemen, he does not have a death wish here in Tacoma. So. I, uh, here's the thing. No, I don't have a death wish. I don't want to die. I'm just a realist and know that the oh, odds <laughs> of me getting shot in Tacoma are so much higher than they are pretty much anywhere else in the country other than perhaps Detroit. I feel like you're embellishing this. I am not. From all those Cops episodes you watched as a kid. No. <laughs> Absolutely no. Okay, yes. well, okay, well, even Dude, if I am, half, even if I those, am. Half those episodes on Cops were Tacoma Police Department. Exactly. Let's be, let's so if anything, that. that that's a point to me, you moron. No, no, no. Bro. It's changed, T-Town. Uh, I don't know, changed, man. Changed, bro. You can't change. Nobody can change. Oh, uh, yeah. This, it's not that, true. <laughs> dude, Says the pastor over <laughs> here. Oh, oh, wow. Dude. Yeah, I guess, I, guess I, was a little, I guess I was a little dark, wasn't I? Slight dark. Dude, where... <sighs> wow. Okay, fine. Whatever. Dude, what, what sandwiches did we get? So, we went to a place called Beyond Thunderdome. Nice little sandwich shop. I personally love their sandwiches, to be quite honest. I got mine oven toasted. I feel I like that. if yours was oven toasted, it would have been an absolute different experience for you. But that's just my opinion. But, but like, I mean, I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it was a good sandwich. Like, yeah. it wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't club sandwich from Gosh, Thunderbird man, you worthy. Are, you're still up there on that Thunderbird, dude. Dude, it's a high I can't get off. It really is. It's so good. <laughs> but right now we are we are we're at Jack's place. We're in my boat, yes. This is this is new territory for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah new territory. We're sitting down. Crapped a crapped. I mean, cracked. Gosh, I hope we didn't crap. <laughs> crapped a Henry Weinhardt's root beer. 
Oh gosh, crack doctor's visit right there, man. <laughs> a Henry Weinhardt root beer. Why is it so good? I don't know. Here, let me. There's there's oh, some ASMR yeah. for y'all. There's some ASMR. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like we already did that. Like we're done with ASMR at this point. I don't think we need any more of that. Not at all. It's a little brings in a little perspective <laughs> to the people. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We gotta gi- we gotta give the people what they want. Yep. But I'm literally like I'm like reclining almost on yeah, Jack's Josh, couch. Josh is. Full tilt, about ready to go to sleep in about. Five I'm going full minutes. tilt, Stephen Furtick, right now. Like, here's the thing: like, this is how Stephen Furtick <laughs> preaches most of the time. I think I can podcast from this position and be fine. It's so true, dude. It's so true. So you got the Lord Humongous. Was it roast? Excuse beef? me. Oh, you the sandwich. The sandwich. <laughs> I'm like what? the sandwich, what, what? Josh. <laughs> what you had you the Lord about? Humongous, which was roast yes. beef, was it not? Yes. Okay. I want to make never mind. I had what was called the blaster. I had that that's a typical club. You just add ham to that and that's a typical club sandwich. So pickles oven toasted. See, I had to get mine without baby. the tomato. I can't do that tomato, man. Why What's up with the tomato? It's is it a fruit? Is it a veggie? It doesn't even Nobody know. Nobody cares. It's delicious. No, it's not. Tomatoes don't oh, taste man. good. Dude, you, you you pop a tomato, it's like water that's flavored like dirt. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's it's not good. Tomatoes aren't good. I want our listeners to confirm this. Tomatoes are not good. Not at all. I think Josh is just a hater of tomatoes. That's all. I'm but. sure. I mean, I'm an unapologetic hater <laughs> of tomato. Hater. That, that's for sure. But we got good root beer. We got good company. It's nice and warm in here. Mm-hmm. We're not fearing for our lives. It's a good some night. Some people are, though. Eh, some people are. Some people are. Yes, some people. Here's the thing. Some people. Mm-hmm. Good segue. Segue. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Look at <laughs> you doing the work. I like this. Some people out there. Some people. I yeah. feel like R.C. Sproul. What's wrong with you people? No, I feel like you're about to go rush low. Oh, dude, I'm about to go full. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Or Alex Jones. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, Alex Jones. Two completely different guys. <laughs> they are, yes. Uh, yeah. Two completely. Okay. Yeah, so here's the thing, folks. Um, I know, listening to this, you were probably thinking, oh, they're going to finish up the uh, Nine Mark series. Prim and proper. Not happening. No, Josh. Josh, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say you went cage stage. I didn't go cage stage. You were like, I'm just a little perturbed right now. Oh, well, well, here's the thing. I am a little perturbed, mm-hmm. but I am concerned, and I think I am rightly so, because, Jack, we are seeing some things in our churches today, and I'm talking church like corporate, local church in America here, right, that is very, very concerning mm-hmm. to me, uh, definitely as a pastor, but also just as a regular church member. Mm-hmm. Um, with all that's transpired in 2020 with COVID and, I mean, basically just COVID, right? Yeah. Um, the response that we have seen from a large number of churchgoers to how they have interacted and responded to the the different um, government orders, mm-hmm. the different mandates and le- legislations that have been laid down, the different ways that different churches and those different elder boards have decided to respond to those mandates on one way or the other. I am 
seeing some very discouraging responses from the church members mm-hmm. to the way that leaderships are deciding to handle the COVID problem within the church. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to give you all perspective, I just had, uh, we just had a members meeting at my local church, and um, I'm trying to remember how many people attended in person. It didn't seem like all that much. It had to be maybe, usually, I think our number was at 300 members right around that level. And I think the amount of people that were online watching and attended got to be under half. Meaning that uh, even in my local church, just attendance of discipleship groups, which is our main kind of small groups, um, we went from 60% of the church, the whole church, that is the members and attendees and everything like that participating to uh, participating in discipleship groups, being in community, um, to I think is said, I think 20% just absolutely tanked. Yeah. Now, I went, I did, uh, I recently started back up my men's group. We're on break right now, but I started back up my men's group meeting in person. But um, I think that, man, we took a took an absolute just tank. And I think that our, our pastor was talking about Barna research. They said 32% of Christians or church-going Christians have completely gone. They're gone. So there's like the the fallout from that. And then the other fallout is one in five churches is going to close across the United States. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about a mass, I don't know, mass, call it mass exodus, call it mass chafing of the wheat. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, to be quite honest, or call it like uh, the, the, I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but man, either some people were, talking a big talk or some people have completely left that I don't. And the problem is I don't know where these people are at. Right. You know, and right. uh, our, our church is actually going to go through and call up every person they have on the member rolls and say, Hey, are you, are you a member here or not? And I think we're going to assess the, the true damage out of that, but I don't know, man, it's, it's tough to see people be, so divided over so tertiary issues, you know what I mean? So, so anyway. here's 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 the thing, and like I know we're we we joke a lot on this podcast. We want to have fun. We 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 don't want to take ourselves or others very seriously. Like we we don't want to do that. But here's the, the, there are times where we need to, I think, call things out for what it is. This, this is a serious problem. Sure. Um, and if you disagree, I'm going to say this. <laughs> if you disagree with the way that your leadership has handled the COVID mandates, whether that is because they have decided to wear the masks and do the social distancing, or they've decided on the opposite end to leave it up to people's consciences mm-hmm. to wear a mask or to social distance. Neither of those decisions by your elders come anywhere close to being a good or biblical reason to leave that church. Yeah, absolutely. It's not. Yeah. And for Christians to claim that it is, 
and to use that as their reasoning and to point to other churches that they are aware of that are more in line with their personal opinions or their personal beliefs of how things need to be handled, for them to point to those other churches and say, well, they're doing it like this, why aren't we doing it like this, is sowing seeds of division within the house of God. Well, yeah, not only that, but you're just recapitulating our culture of consumerism. You, I yes, don't, you are. I don't like this. I don't like how it's going. So I'm going to go so where... I'm just going to press the eject button and go over there. I mean, it happens yeah. all the time. It's not, not only in our churches. I mean, look at the state of our society. In yep. our marriages. Oh. Marriages, absolutely yeah. that's happening right now. Yep. In relationships, that's absolutely happening right now. In how you... Uh, how you interact, not only if you have a job, but sometimes, I mean, I remember before pandemic and stuff like that, I remember people were just hopping. They didn't yeah. stay at a place for more than a year. And you just hop to hop to hop to hop to hop. And it happens even in churches. Ch- people church hop. And that's that's consumerism. That's a That's a byproduct of consumerism. And we're just seeing... Consumerism kind of reap its its ugly seed per se, and yeah, you know, reap what we're investing in it. So, because he, 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 here's the thing: if we are, <coughs> there are there are two camps to this to this uh, situation. We have individuals, and 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 what's odd is that both of them have come to the same conclusion, which is to not gather, but they're coming at it from two different. Two different sides, right? Mm. You have the one side that's not going to gather with the church until until there's a vaccine or until the church, you know, can prove that it's not uh, distributing COVID. And then you've got the people on the other side who are not going to enter the doors of the church until they don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Right? Now, here's the thing. I know that there are legitimate reasons for some individuals to not gather right now. Mm-hmm. I understand that. There are some who are at a much higher risk um to 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 catch it if they did, you know, those are those are all conversations that that we need to have. Those are the minority, I believe, of individuals that are not coming to church. Yeah. I believe it is a small percentage of people who are not coming to church aren't coming to church because it would actually probably be perhaps unwise in the moment for them to do so. Yeah, I think that's absolutely the truth. It's with, a small percentage. With certain families and even with certain couples or individuals, depending sure. upon their age. Yeah. Sure. And it's those individuals that I think the elders, if they're going to be you know engaged in their membership, reach out to, right? And, and have a perhaps an even more constant communication with, right? Mm-hmm. Because you want to look out for those individuals. No matter who you are, the longer that you are away from the gathering of believers for whatever reason, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to find yourself struggling because when we are separated from our brothers and sisters in Christ, all of the encouragement and the accountability and the community and the relational quality that we are called to have through the church, that's not there. Mm-hmm. That's not being that's not being fulfilled in the way that, that it was meant to be fulfilled. That's going to have an effect on you. Second, the longer you're away, the easier it's going to be to stay away. Mm-hmm. That's the, it's, it's just what happens. It's just what happens. So, one, that 
makes it so that you know the the elders of the church for those that are not coming because of a legitimate reason reach out to your people <laughs> they need you they need yeah. you more now than ever for those that could come to church and are choosing not to um i think that's a different story that's a Hebrews situation going on right there. So in the ep- epistle yep. to the Hebrews, right? So it's like, I think I think the whole verse of, you know, don't forsake the gathering of the saints has been somewhat taken out of context to a certain degree. Sure. Just as Romans 13. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Love your neighbor. <laughs> absolutely. Both of them. To a certain yeah. de- I mean, here's the thing with that verse. That verse is combating against going at Christianity from the solo perspective. Right. Meaning, I can do, I can live by faith, by myself, I'm my own, you know, pastor, stuff like that. No, you're not. Um, You're not your own pastor. You're not the master and commander of your own ship. Uh, You're not Russell Crowe, you know? Uh, (laughs) Who wants to be Russell Crowe? Let's be honest. (laughs) I mean, now? Not really. Have you seen that guy? (laughs) Back in Gladiator days? Sure, I mean, yeah. yeah. Russell Crowe now? No, no, no. No way, sir. Uh, So... I mean, you are, you as a member of the church are in relationship and in need of other Christians around you. You can't do Christianity in this solo way. It's just not possible. And that's what the epistle to the Hebrews was trying to combat against, taking communion alone, doing all these things alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now we're going through that exact same thing. Um, people think that he can take communion alone or uh, private right. communion or something like that. It's like, honestly, it's like, no, you can't. No. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, that is the core of it, is you cannot do Christianity alone. This is not a solo faith. It's not just you, you and, you and your Bible under a tree or something like that. That's just not how... The faith is. The right. faith is built upon Jesus Christ, who's the cornerstone, and the church. And the church is made up of multiple, a multitude, I should say, of people. Yeah. And it isn't just you and Jesus. It's you and a multitude of people. And so... Right. Yeah. It's... So, in light of that truth, I want I want to address both sides of this as lovingly and as graciously as I can. Um, to the side that is not gathering for fear of COVID, I would humbly suggest to you to consider to consider this. We we have at our disposal, by the grace of God, a plethora of situations like we find ourselves in in church history that we can look to and see how how did the church respond, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'll, I'll just give one. The, the early church lived in constant fear of being captured and used as Roman torches for Nero's dinner parties, right? Mm -hmm. Yet they still gathered. They saw the commitment and the love that they were called to have for one another as paramount and to be lifted above everything, they lived in constant fear that, you know, this this new guy here who's in our meeting could be a spy yeah. for Nero. And if he is, 
it is most assuredly that we are all going to be dead within the week, mm-hmm. right? That was a constant reality that they had to to deal with. We do not live in a reality that is so dangerous today. Mm-hmm. And my encouragement would be, look, there may come a time where we truly do have to gather under threat of true persecution yeah. <laughs> and true threat of death. <clears throat> and if the Lord is giving us in his sovereignty a trial run, if you will, to test our convictions as to how we will respond when that happens. Jack, I'm not liking what we're seeing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not, and and again, I, I'm I'm not speaking to those that are not gathering for legitimate legitimate health reasons. You know, mm-hmm. um, we as Christians should not be living in fear. And I'm not saying that someone that, that I'm not pulling the oh, if you're wearing a mask, you're living in fear. I, I'm not I'm not pulling the ultra Rush Limbaugh or, or <laughs> Alex Jones. I think you said, uh, but we are to have courage in our shepherd and the way that he leads us. Mm-hmm. And the gathering of Christians, I believe, should be so important to us that we are willing to risk a little bit mm-hmm. for that, for yeah. the good that it does for us, but more importantly, for the good that we bring to the body. Because when a member of the body is missing, when a part of the body is missing, the body cannot function as it should and as it was designed to. You, as you're listening to this, you are a valid and valuable and indispensable part of your church body. Mm -hmm. And when you are not there, the rest of the body suffers Mm -hmm. because you aren't there. Yeah. So that's on one side. I would encourage you and implore you, listener, to have, have courage. Have courage in Christ, in God's sovereignty, and see the church and the gathering of believers is so important that you will do anything that you can to be there because they they need you. Your pastors need you. Your elders need you. The members need you. You are needed in your church. Mm-hmm. To the other side, the individuals that are refusing to come to church because they would be asked to wear a mask. Mm-hmm or they would be asked to social distance, mm-hmm. and they were refusing to come to church because they perceive their rights being violated, and the churches to be bending and and uh, sacrificing their commitment to the gospel because they have decided to submit to the government in certain mandates. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay. It's not true. There is no there is no biblical reason that you can give to say that your elders are disqualified because they are asking yeah. you to wear a mask at church. Yeah. That's pretty silly. Um It is. That's I think that's yeah. And I don't There's definitely people out there who are of that opinion. And I don't know, at that point, you, you kind of have to evaluate um, what idols are you worshiping at that point? Yeah. Um, are you worshiping the idol of constitutional rights? Or are you worshiping Jesus Christ to, you know, 
in his word says, you know, bear with each other, each one's burdens. Right. And sometimes, yeah, this is a season, I get it, if you don't want to mer- wear a mask. And sometimes yeah, I yeah, sympathize here's the thing. with the whole, like, I don't like wearing a mask either. No, nobody I know <laughs> likes wearing masks. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody yeah. who's like, oh, yes, I get to put I'm my mask on today. I'm from that. No. Um, it's like... It's like I think the I think the the caution is is around uh safety and precaution of others. Right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're gonna have to navigate seasons like this. And if you're gonna just chuck deuce for wearing a mask, I don't know if you're ready to 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 uh to withstand actual government persecution. Yeah. When they start coming for you and chopping your heads off, like they right. have our brothers and sisters over there in the Middle East. So I mean, it's I don't know what to say to that. Because right now we have somewhat of a martyr complex over a very small issue. And I don't know what's gonna happen when actual persecution happens. And then uh so so what so what now do we do? <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Here's the thing. It. And I want to be gracious because I, I, I think for I don't know if it's just my upbringing or or or, you know, where I find myself personally. Um, it's it's people with this mentality that are leaving their church mm-hmm. and going to a church that they perceive to be d- to be responding to things the way that we should be, sure. right, yeah. is what we hear often. And what that means is that it's a church that has decided to forego the mandates that the government has laid down. And again, that, that's not what this is about. If your church has decided to do that and your elders have met together and they have decided that they do not want to adhere to any of the mandates whatsoever, I mean, okay, Okay, that's that's your church. That's that elders that's that's that group of elders decision. Mm-hmm. They are responsible for caring for their own people. But for you to then look at that and say and use that as the barometer and sow seeds of division in your own church and start calling into question your own elders and their decisions and their commitment to the gospel and their oh, commitment yeah. to the love of Christ and the 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 caring of his people, if you begin to call it into question their commitment to the gospel mm-hmm. because they have decided to respond differently to mandates laid down, that's that is that is idiotic. I'm yeah. sorry. It's idiotic yeah. and there's no basis, no biblical basis that you can make to say that that is how we should be responding here. Yeah, it's just uh I think it's I think it's difficult because it seems that um it seems very um how do I say this just differing all across the board. Mm. It's I mean, and this is kind of in a certain way this is what a lot of Catholics might characterize Protestants as is, you know, this is what Protestants get all the time from yeah. Catholics, is, oh, you guys left the Catholic Church, and now look what that happened. Now there's 40,000 <laughs> denominations or something like that. Yeah. I mean, right now, 
I mean, you have, uh, I mean, seemingly, it seems like two options, it, it seems like, in the United States is like, which I find, and we've talked about this before, is like, mm-hmm. the whole two-ditch idea is just dumb. Sure. And you know, it's either you're a mask, you're you're a masker, or you're an anti-masker, right. and that's those are the only situations. And it's like, listen, it's like, okay, I'll wear a mask. It doesn't mean I'm liking it, but it's like I'll do it for the sake of other people and trying to be gracious to that certain effect. But it's like, right. man, if we're just living in that mentality and just always like in this anti-mask versus mask mentality, it's like it's not very biblical. <laughs> Well, no. See, and it's and like, and it's like, you know, are we, are we really concerned about that at the end of the day? And if churches who are like very anti-mask, um, may come about and say, oh, well, the world's not swaying us. It's like kind of are getting swayed by the world here a little bit. <laughs> not just gonna. I mean, like, let's be honest about this. It's like, yeah, taking a very worldly stance on something that I mean. You know, obviously we're getting vaccine rollout and testing right now, but it's like I'm not I'm not putting my hope and faith in that. But I'm just saying, if that continues to go the way it's going to go, you're probably going to start seeing more herd immunity from that. But sure, yeah, yeah, and again, that's getting into the science and numbers and things like that. Which, which honestly, like we're here to talk about like the fact that if you are just trying to do solo Christianity. I think what we're trying to attack here is just solo Christianity is bad. Yes, it is. Plain and simple. Always. And trying to make an excuse to try and be and try and do solo Christianity, it's not helping. No. Because we're seeing numbers and trends right now that are saying a lot of people are trying to do solo Christianity. Yep. And that's anti-gospel, anti-biblical. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, the individual who leaves the church because they don't like its music and they want to go to the church that has the better music, and that's the reason that they leave, is the exact same person who's leaving the church because they're being asked to wear a mask and they don't want to. Yeah. You are being asked to do something, and your barometer for staying at a church or leaving at a church is your personal preference and not the Word of God. I'm sorry, that's just true. Yeah. That is that that is yeah. what's happening. And I'm honestly to the point now, Jack, whether, whether I agree with the certain elders decision or not whether whether it's my personal belief right i just want to support them mm-hmm. <laughs> like i might not agree with the stance that you take yeah but i just want to support you and i want to help you and i want to be a voice of encouragement to you because so many people right now are using this as as a reason to to skip to skip out and to leave and to bounce and to go somewhere that fits their their preferences and that's hard on leaders mm-hmm. it's really hard on leaders i think you're going to see i don't think it's reported right now but man it would if i were to do a survey of pastors and just put in PTS symptoms, mm. like every single soldier I've seen come back from combat has has had to endure with, I would see a ma- a, a mere image probably, yeah, absolutely of that. And so, what I think is telling is the fact that pastors are now going through the exact same thing that 
myself and other people in the army went through in a deployment. Sure. You're seeing people leave. You're seeing people go away. You're seeing yourself as kind of that lone person, you know, per se. Um, you're seeing yourself as, I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if I can do this mission and stuff like that. You're yeah. feeling those pastors are having these feelings that technically you shouldn't have to have, to be quite honest. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's yeah. like, Hey, it's like to the members who like are, are completely just thinking about themselves in that moment. Think about what the, what your pastor and elders have to go through on a daily basis. Yeah. Ridiculous emails getting thrown at them. Oh. Their names getting thrown through the mud and dragged and everything like that. Yep. Think the emotional and physical and relational toll that those men have to go through. And think, is it really worth it to do that? Yeah. <laughs> That's the question. Is it really worth me to do that and put more of a burden emotionally, physically, relationally on my pastors and elders, who I know are going through the absolute worst year of their life, yep. ministerially, yep. Um, and just try to check yourself for just, crying out just loud. Just that that mentality. Your pastors are going through the most difficult time they've ever had in ministry right now. We have never faced a conflict like this in America in the church ever. This this is a first. Anybody who's been a pastor in America, this is a first for them. With that, as they're trying to gauge numbers and legislations and biblical truths, like do we sing, do we not, do we wear masks, do we not, as they are struggling to figure all this out, you're going to kick them when they're down and tell them that they aren't loving God's people because of what they decide? You're gonna, you're gonna do that, yeah. And and I know I know it's like I don't I don't normally get this heated I don't, but this is <laughs> this is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is important mm-hmm. because the church is we are just showing our our Western thought and our um, our Americanized Christianity. Yep. That we're filtering everything through our preferences instead of the gospel of Christ and the unity that we are called to have in it. Love your pastors. <laughs> Love the people in your church. Be that person that sticks around. You might not agree with what your pastors are doing. You might not agree with all of the, the reasons that they're doing it, but God has called you to that specific body for a reason, and that is to be an effective member of that body for the cause of Christ. Yeah. I had something I had something happen to me maybe about 2 years ago around this time frame I want to say. I think it was about 2 years ago. And it was presented to me that I could either stay in that church or leave the church that I was that I'm still a part of. Yeah. And I could have been to a certain degree justified in leaving the church. But I'm just like everybody else, man. Yep. Everybody else. And yes, did I have some some hurts and some legitimate concerns? Absolutely. And I addressed those, um, you know, and there was there was sin on all sides, to be quite honest, in that situation. And there was a great time of reconciliation and repentance. But if I just would have said, nope, you guys hurt me. I'm done. I'm out of here. 
I don't think I'd be sitting in the seat where I'm at right now, to right. be quite honest. Yeah. And honestly, the only thing that was convicting me to keep to keep staying at the church and to keep pursuing reconciliation, which was happening, and repentance, which was happening, which if those things weren't happening, then yes, there, it would be a different question and different story. But the thing that kept drawing me back was the Word of God continuing to check me, continuing to convict me by the Holy Spirit and saying, your conscience has to be captive by the Word. Mm. And if you're not, if your conscience is not captive towards the Word and what God says, how you should be acting towards your brothers and sisters, acting towards your leaders, acting towards your neighbors, then, man, you're going to make rash decisions like this that are confusing leaders like Josh and I, (laughs) to be quite honest, and making us lament over the fact that uh, you were talking either a big game about honoring Scripture and looking at it, or I don't know what what else to put in that place, but something's not adding up there, yeah. you know? So that's it. That's it. We need to be filtering everything through the Word of God. And if you're going to bring a charge against your elders that they are acting unbiblically and therefore their qualifications as an elder are called into question, like, let's let's finish the process there. Yeah. Uh, there are requirements in Scripture for you to follow. And if you hold Scripture as high as you say you do, mm-hmm. follow those mandates. Yeah. Right? Bring people along. Follow Matthew 18. Like, this is what you have to do with your... Don't just... Don't just put... Don't just say, deuces, I'm out. I'm going to a church that, you know, fits the preferences. Right? Your, your elders and your pastors... And the people, the members of the church, they need you right now. And we need unity in the gospel. We not, we're not all going to agree on this. Mm-hmm. There's numbers. Here's the thing. You know how they say there's, there's an app for that? There's a graph for that. <laughs> no matter what side of the argument you fall on, there's a graph from the government yeah. that supports it. Sure. Right? Numbers are all over the place. We're never going to get to the bottom of what's actually right in this scenario. Mm-hmm. So because of that, have grace and have patience with each other. We're all going to be landing in a different spot. And we need to, just like Paul calls the Philippians, we need to be of one mind, one body in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what our churches need right now. Like, we need that desperately right now more than ever. There is there is no point in American history in the church, in if. In the history of the church here in America, where it has been, I'm convinced, where it is more important that we have one mind than right now. Mm-hmm. We need it. So I would encourage you, listener, please, please, please be that person in your church that encourages your pastors, encourages the body. Be that person that gathers, that shows up. This ep was 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 weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need a. I feel like I need another Henry Weinhardt, man. Um, yeah, there or some actual liquor or something like oh, that. <laughs> man, just uh, yeah, that was uh, that that was heavy. That was heavy. Yeah. And, and and what's weird is like, like I got nothing else. Like we yeah. could tell more stories, but that's about no, it. Like I, like, I like, got nothing else. I either. got nothing else, man. Like <laughs> oh. 
So, sorry, our listeners. We're normally much more jovial than this. Yeah. Much more. That I was feel a like tougher episode. It was. It was It was a tough rep. But, you know what, sometimes, sometimes, what was it that guy said? You know, speak soft, speak jovially, but carry carry a big podcast mic? Uh, Something like that? Teddy Podsvelt? <laughs> yes, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Yes. Sometimes Jack and I need to take the gloves off a little bit. Sometimes. The guy who goes to the U.S. men's soccer games all the time? <laughs> Teddy Golzevelt? Yes, I go. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly oh, it. Well, Jack, um, now that we've probably lost <laughs> We lost half our listeners. Just like, hey, look at that. I mean, we're losing people left and right. It was, yeah. You can't talk about COVID without getting somebody mad. Jack, get us out of here, man. So, what's, what's going on? people, if you... Yes, you may have been shaken, but you're not stirred. No. Okay? Ooh, I like that. And, yes, this is a James Bond drink we got going on right now. All right. Anyways, so if you're shaken but not stirred by this episode and want more content or want to interact with us, you can catch us on the sociables, on the tweaker, yes. on the Instagram, yes. on the Facebook. Yes. All at Reformatory Pod. Josh, tell the people about how they can support us in other ways. Well, you can support us in lots of ways. Prayer. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, especially after this one. Please pray for us. <laughs> uh, no, we have a Patreon, and um, it does cost a little bit of money. Not a whole lot, but a little bit to you know do stuff like this. And um, we want to uh, continue to do it. So if you feel like helping us out, we'd really, really appreciate that. Head on over to Patreon, and you too can have your name hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast so we thank you we thank you thank you thank you for sticking with us all of this time and especially through this app and we promise next step we'll be back we'll be back we'll be back with with uh with uh with with what 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 is it bells on our feet bells on our heels bells on our toes bells and whistles bells and whistles we'll be back with all the bells and whistles But until next time, we thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. (laughs) 